Audible now we do Derech Hashem. Incredible. Moshe Haim Lutzatos. We have books. Everybody should have a book in front of them. We have books. Uh, we're in Pidik. We're in Helek Dalid. Pidik Shavi'i. Havodah Azmanitu. Now he's talking about the mitzvot that are bound by time. Obviously, is a zman. which is Kippur, That's also a zman, obviously. Rosh Chodesh, Hanukkah, Upurim. Okay, so basically you went through the whole calendar of things that are, you know, occasional uh, time items. We go to each one. Okay, what is Ramchal's opinion on the Shabbat? That's right. Which means, actually did us a great favor, that he allows Chol to enter the halal. Chol is Mahon halal. He allows, before the world was created, the whole halal was filled with Kodesh. God was everywhere. And if the world would be filled with his glory, there's no room for, for humans. Humans cannot be in the place where that glory is. So Borelam had to make what's called a tzimtzum. He was tzimtzim himself to the exteriors. And then he created like a vacuum in the middle where... Not that Hashalom, he was there was a void, can never be a vacuum complete, but it was a light, you know, uh, 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 or where we could tolerate it. It's like a low voltage that humans could live in that area with the low voltage. So there's a chesed of a Baruch that he made a space for us. To move away, to give us a space to, to exist. And that's what we always say, that the Mikubalim look at the creation of the world the opposite than we look at it. We say... That Hashem made the world yesh me'ayin. Yesh me'ayin means he created something from nothing, which is true. There was no raw materials that God started with. He started with nothing, and he made something. You know, if I come along and say, oh, wow, the guy made this table. Yeah, but everything that he used was there somewhere. There's metal that's in the, uh, in the, in the, in the ground. There's this uh, piece of wood that's in a tree. Uh, give him credit. He took the items that were in front of him, and uh, he was able to make it. I said the other night, you know, today they have um, uh, very, very big competitions uh, that people uh, entertain themselves. Competition in making foods. Uh, they give the, the, the contestants, you know, the ingredients, and they give them a half hour, and they tell me you have to come up with some sort of uh, concoction. Now, I have nothing against that, uh, that thing. What, I have, what I'm against is the judges, that somebody has such a, a, a no life that his job is to be a judge. Look at the way we have judges. Our judges are the Sanhedrin, the Achamim, and they have a judge. What's his job? To taste food from some novice chef that's cooking some concoction that who knows what it is. And, and they make a little oh, texture, and I taste this, and they talk. This is the, 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 the height of Litsanut, making something nonsense into something important. 
Fine. But my point is, that's not a test. Imagine you went to the contestants and said, okay, Rabotai, uh, you have a half hour. Where's the ingredients? Ah, that's the test. No ingredients. <laughs> no ingredients. <laughs> okay, what do you mean? That's a Kadosh Baruch Hu. A Kadosh Baruch Hu created the world. No ingredients. Bravo, not create the world. So you have to create the ingredients first and then create the world. That's a simple explanation. But the Mikubalim say opposite. When Allah created the world, Ayin Miyesh. Before the world was created, the whole world was filled with Yesh. Hashem is the ultimate Yesh. And he had to remove himself to put Ayin where there was Yesh. Which means compared to what was there and what he put there, there was something there. God is the ultimate something. God is the ultimate Yesh. By moving himself to the side, what he put there? A world. The world compared to God is an Ayin. So Barilam created the and that's a bigger miracle. The Barilam was mitzamtzem, that he created the world Ayin Miyesh. He put Ayin where there was Yesh. So anyway, he says, it's a chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu did that. So Omnam Utsrach Kamken, Shemitzad HaChayd Yinaten Ksat Kiddush Labiru'in. But he didn't want to make the world totally uh, void of Kiddushah. So once a week, he returns the world back to almost like it was in the beginning. You know, living in the vacuum for too long, the person get lost in the dark. Everything, everything is over here with a great precision. Obviously, the darkness of the weekday is measured. And the obviously is measured how much a human can tolerate. Fine, everything is, uh, like we said, uh, basically uh, uh, measured according to the, uh, the Kedushah that everybody is able to, uh, uh, to tolerate. Uh, it should be pointed out that um, there's Aliyah of the Olamot on Shabbat. That means, although you, you might not feel it, but our, our connection is on a much higher. Imagine if you're on an elevator and Hashem is on the top floor and normally during the week you're in the basement. And all of a sudden Erev Shabbat comes and the elevator moves up to the, to the fifth floor. Okay, so you're, you're closer now to the... To the so whatever that, that top floor is emanating, you're able to receive it. There's clearly an aliyah. And that's why, for example, in Keter, that Isa says when we lift our feet up, lifting our feet up represents the aliyah that we're making of the olamot, and we're included. When the olamot go up, we're, we're, we're tailgating. We're in the olamot also, so therefore we're going up as well. Even in the days of Kodesh, there's madrigot. Madrigot The majority of the days of the year are hol. Again, the hol is the primary uh, system. Exactly, which is a rotation. What else could, 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 could have made it, you know, a different formula where it's random. You know, where every odd uh, Tuesday of the month is Kodesh. You didn't make it. Every seven days, finish. It's a, it goes, it follows a, a predictable cycle. That's what it took God, and not what it took him, but that's what he decided to choose to do the seven. And we've said this many times, 
that there's no scientific reason of the seven-day week. I'm not going to review the whole thing, but it's obvious. If somebody asks you the 30-day month, that's scientific based on the cycle of the moon. The 365 year is based on the cycle of the sun. The 24-hour day is the rotation of the earth. Every All these numbers are not religious numbers. But if you ask a scientist, where did they get a seven-day week? It's not based on anything that's happening in the world uh, a moon cycle, a sun cycle, stars, galaxies, planets, it's got nothing. The only source that you have, and, and by the way, every country, including communist China that's atheistic, and Russia that was communist also, they don't believe in God, they didn't dare to make a 10-day week. Everybody has a 7-day week, even though it's an odd number to make a week. Make, make a 5-day week, make 6 weeks in a month. Who stopped you from making 6 weeks in a month? Or make a 10-day week and make 3 days, 3 weeks in a month. Who told you to make a month an odd number, we have a remainder two at the end of every month almost. It's a strange number to pick for, 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 for a week, but everybody has it. The explanation who started the seven-day week has to be the Torah Kedushah. It's just a seven-day cycle until the end of the 6,000 uh, 6, years. Which means, just like there's the small Shabbat, which is six days, and then the seventh day is rest, in, thousand, in, the, in the world, we have 6,000 years, and then once we get to year 6,000, that's already starting the seventh day, because that's you starting the seventh millennium. When you get to the year 6,000, you're already in the seventh day, and then there's going to be Yom Shabbat. So that, that seven is, you have the small version of the seven in Olam Hazin, and you have the large version, which based on that, if we're in 5780, so the analogy would be 5780 is, when we got, when we put it this way, when we got to the year 5000, that's Friday. Friday is 5000. When we got to 5500, that's Friday at midday. 5500. When we got to 5750, so that's already Friday at the four thirty. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, later in the afternoon. We're now already we're plugged. We're fifty seven eighty. That means already this. It's, it's, uh, you're pregnant. So which you can accept Shabbat early. Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly what they say. And they say that I could but who have caught this to Shabbat. You don't just accept Shabbat the last minute. So they say, and 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 and, and that's why I'll tell you a secret. What's going on in the, in the world now? What, what what do you see in the world? In the Jewish world, let's say the Orthodox Jewish world, before Shabbat, you see a, uh, a sense of urgency. Everybody running, you know, last minute shopping, running today. Everybody, the Gemara says, Baba Kaman, Mazik, Shabbat Patur. Why? Shabbat's been shoot. You have a shoot to run around Erev Shabbat. So you bumped into a guy Erev Shabbat. I'm sorry, I'm running to my Khali. I didn't see you. You bumped into the guy's car. Patur, Erev Shabbat. Why? Shabbat's been shoot. What's the shoot? The shoot mitzvah. So now you start to see something we never saw in our history. All of a sudden, you see. Almost that people, there's something pushing them to make teshuvah. There's, there was never, don't kid yourself, in Judaism, there was never such a thing as a movement of teshuvah. Yes, Baal teshuvah was considered a rare event. Like the Gemara says, there was a guy, the Azar bin Dodaya, the guy was a bum. He made teshuvah, the Gemara found it so uh, 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 rare, the Gemara told page about the guy. Now, guess what? In our generation, this El Azab bin Dodaya is all over the place. 
this guy was with Zonor, this guy was a gambler, and all of a sudden they make it 180. At the, in the olden days, it was very simple. Either everybody was Jewish, religious, and if you went off, that's it, you went off. No, nobody was trying to catch you back, nobody was trying to fish you back into the, to the fold. Guy was off, he was off. There was not really too many people that were off. Until conservative reform came, mostly Kleisale was, you know, behaving. This new phenomenon that there's people that are returning by the droves back to Yahatut, it's, now what's the Pshat? Erev Shabbat. Erev Shabbat, they feel the sense of urgency that, you know, they, don't, they won't tell you, oh, I'm doing this because I know it's Erev Shabbat. But it's something that's inside the, 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 the clock of the person's neshama that knows, you know, if you don't start making these uh, moves. And not only that, even in the, in, the, in the Torah world, the learning that's going on today is much stronger than it was, you know, 50 years ago. As you get closer, not only that, but the study of Kabbalah, they, all the Mekubalim predicted it, that before the end of the, the Mashiach, the Kabbalah is going to start to come out. When I was young, even if you wanted to learn Kabbalah, there was no books. There was no, you had no access to the stuff. You could get a book, an old book in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the burnt library in Shere Siyot Chamatlu's library. You, as you open the book, the book falls apart in your hand. Old Rashi letters, no pirush, read it. Today, the access of the books that are being sold, not in the back of the store in the Kabbalah section, on the front table of the stores now. When you walk in, it's pshat. So the Kubalim predicted that the Galut is a tunnel. We went from the light of Har Sinai, and then Galut is a tunnel. Now you know the tunnel has light on both sides. Dark in the middle. It's dark in the middle. As you get to the end of the tunnel, the light of the end of the tunnel starts to, which means you know when you, the tunnel's ending, before the tunnel ends, you already see the light. That's the light of the Har Sinai at the end of the tunnel. So therefore, at the end of time, they predicted that people would start to come back to this awe of Sod. So when you see that, put it this way, anything that you're seeing, you shouldn't think it's just a coincidence. All these things are telltale signs that the end is near. That the, When you see people learning Kabbalah, young guys, and never even you, what does the guy know of Sod? That means the, the, the light is coming. When you see people running to make the shuvah and everybody's figuring out, when we were young, no shul. I, David remembers Lawrence Avenue Sinai. We used to learn, me, uh, David, as Mashash, or maybe Ricky, a couple of, three, four guys. No, three, four guys in Lawrence Avenue and the Midrash. Chabaruch Alavashalom would have to come into the shul and kick us out. What time do you think you kick us out? 11 o'clock at night? 7 o'clock. We used to pray at 6.30, 7 o'clock. We learned for 15, 20 minutes. We learned for 45 minutes. He'd say, I have to lock up, boys. We'd lock up. We'd lock up. He would have the key. He would wait. Okay, finish. He was nervous. Finish. Okay, finish. What do you mean? Finish. We would finish. He would walk us out. That's it. The shoe doesn't open up till tomorrow morning. That's how all the shoes were, by the way. That's how all the shoes were. There was no such thing. Now go look at the shul. The shul's open uh, you know, in the winter. They have 60 guys coming every night learning Torah. Who's locking up? Who's not locking up? It's changing. Something's changing over here. There was no such thing as a... When, 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 when Marvin, Alava Shalom, Nuri Dayan told them you have to build a Torah center. They thought it was crazy. You're buying a building in Brooklyn, prime location, to build a Torah. It's a Torah center. Nobody knew what it was. Ayaz was the first one that did it. Nobody had a Torah center. A shul should have a separate building with a library. They built a they had the best library, the Hebrew library. 
but it wasn't, they laughed at them. And for years, Ayaz was the only one that had a Torah center. Now, could you build a shul without a Torah center? Shereseon did it. But they weren't the first, they copied Ayaz. Who else did it? The Torah, God bless them. They bought a building on Ocean Park right next door to them, Torah center. And any shul, B'nai Yitzhak, they bought the building next door, Torah center. That means that's automatic now. Don't take that for granted that that was always the way we were brought up. Shul, you went into the shul, you saw two books. The Sidur and the Humash. And if it was a religious shul, the Hok. The Hoks. Ten, ten Hoks. That was, oh, that's, uh, and, 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 the, and, the, and, and the regular guy didn't want to look at Hoks. Why are you putting them over here? Who reads it? Put them in the back. We don't need the, and what type of Humash? That's the religious no, shuls at the Sancinos. In Shadis Yunis, the thin, the shiny paper, no perush. Just the numbers, one, two, three, four, no five, six, seven, eight, no include, nothing. The bare amount of words that you can write in a homage with no commentary. And that was considered a good Tehilim book. You had to go to the library. You couldn't find nothing. Today, go to Shadesion, maybe there's a hundred shas. And I'm not exaggerating, in, in, in the building. And, uh, no different, look at our books, Hashim. we have in our small shul. Look at the back, look at all the books that we have. It wasn't, wasn't always like this. Now, I'm just trying to show you that what the rabbi is saying over here, that at the 6,000th year, it's game over. So the, the lion's share of Jewish history is behind us. But we're at the, you know, I guess if our ancestors who lived 3,000 years ago would say, you people are crazy, there's 200 years. When we, when we were religious, they were telling us, oh, you got 3,000 more years. Ah, 3,000 more years, you become hopeless. Imagine if they're telling you, there's 200 years left, maximum, which means if we go to the end, which you're right, there's Tosef and Shabbat. And if God accepts Shabbat early, so then, uh, so that's why you're starting to see everybody starting to. And my mother used to say, the curtain is closing. So when the curtain closes, everybody's scurrying to, you know, get under the curtain before. And now it's already all the way. Those so people are the last minute guys. So now's the time not to, not to give up hope. Now's the time. And of course, where's the Yetzirah to? Yetzirah is very cunning, obviously. And it goes back to what we said above. He doesn't want people to make the Shuvah. So what does he do? At the end of time, there's a lot of tragedies. Because he wants the guys who are thinking to come back, or the guys who are already there to come along and say, ah, look at this guy. There's a God, how can he do all these terrible things? And all of a sudden, he causes you to... That's, that's the tactic of the Yitzhah to try to... you know, Every guy that goes under the curtain, the Yitzhah is upset. So he has to create a Nisayon, which is the Nisayon of the pressures that we have today. And, uh, you know, the Tzadik Vinalos. The Harkach, Tzadhadesh, Ahabayalem, Siut, Beseder, Aher. Now, once the 6,000 year comes, it's a new Seder. It's a new program. Kifik is that the Hukma al Yonah. He's not going to give you the details of what's going to happen. Whatever Borealam wants to do, but it's not going to be the same world. So always in the year seven, whether it's seven day or seven thousand, it's Kodesh. Which means in this world, one out of seven works. Interesting, he says that even though it's this only one out of seven, but the seven actually has an ability to be Mekadesh, all the six. I mean, it's almost like a, a deen in uh, Bitul. If you'd have one Shabbat in eight days, the Shabbat would be Mevatel in, in the seven days of Hol. But there's no Bitul in one in seven for Kiddushah. 
That means you have one Shabbat mixed in six days of hall, the Shabbat gives it a taste. It gives it a flavor. So that's why Borei Olam, obviously he knows the shi'ud of when's the you know, minimum or maximum time you can go without having a Shabbat that's going to become diluted if you have too many days of hall. So he puts it, especially the way the Kabbalah looks at Shabbat, it looks at Shabbat in the middle of the week. It looks at the weekday as uh, starting from, uh, let's say, Yemina Osmanah, so Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, I'm sorry, Shabbat. So the three days before Shabbat, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's the days, like the menorah, on the right side of Shabbat, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, those are the days that are left side of Shabbat, and the Shabbat is like the Nir Tamid in the middle. Yemina Usmanah, Ubenahu Kala. Which, if you look at it like that, that means Shabbat is like the wellspring that gives the Kiddushah to the three days Mekameh Shabbata and the three days Batar uh, Shabbata. That would be very, very good. The way the rabbi is setting it up is that Shabbat is not one day, it's one that gives to the seven. Last paragraph, Rabotai Vine, Zumatana Gedola. You go. Shematana Kadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael. Liyot Shiratsa Shiyot No Am Kadosh. Velo Netano Deshar Haumot Kilal. Shena Ma'ala Zot Ruya Velo Miyuedet Lahem. Incredible. So the way we have to look at the Shabbat is a Matana, like it says, Ismah Moshe Matanat Helko. The Gemara says, Anoten Matana Lahavero Sarik Lehodio. If you give a gift, to um, somebody, you have to let him know that you sent them a gift. You know, sometimes a guy sends you Mishloch Manot, if you got to write a card. Say, who, who sent me this? I don't know who sent me. So now, the whole purpose of Mishloch was to bring Shalom between you and the guy. Now the guy sees you in shul, and since he doesn't know you gave Mishloch Manot, he spits on you. So, I gave you Mishloch Manot, you didn't, you didn't write a card. So God says, I'm going to conclude with this. Matana achat yeshli bebet genazai. I have an unbelievable item in my treasure house. The Shabbat Shema. The Ani Israel. And I want to go give it to Israel. Lech Behodiam. Go tell them. And then Moshe Rabbeinu comes down and says that, you know, behold, God wants to give us the Shabbat. So therefore, if you look at it as a matana, today we look at the Shabbat as a, as a matana. Uh, uh, the old generation, Shabbat was a tremendous mesirut nefesh. It's like they had to get, you know, take off a day of work. Who knows if they would get their job back on Sunday. So that was hard for them to see the matanashebo. And they looked at it as a, you know, a sacrifice. But in our generation, with all the pressures that we have during the six days of the week, you can't wait. It's, a, it's an escape from all the, uh, you know, the rat race that we go. So clearly today, we're starting to feel this, uh, this matana. Lech behodi'am. What does it mean, lech behodi'am? Why did the Gemara use the last word Hodiam? So it says that the word in Hebrew, Vayeda or Da'at, refers to combine things together. Vayeda Adamit Ishto. Yidi'ah is referring to a Hibur, to connect. In Kabbalah, they talk about the right brain and the left brain. Chokhman Bina. What connects Chokhman Bina? Da'at. Da'at connects right brain and left brain. So again, Hibur is referred to Da'at. The Midrash says, and the tool brings it down in Al-Khut Shabbat, that all the days came along and they said, we have a partner. Sunday has Monday, Tuesday has Wednesday, Thursday has Friday. Shabbat says, I'm all alone. So Bure Olam says, don't worry, I'm going to give you a partner. 
Israel and the Torah is going to be a part. That's what the Torah was given on Shabbat. That means the purpose of the Shabbat is so we can connect back to Kadosh Baruch Hu through the Torah. Lo nitnu Shabbatot v'yamim tovim Israel ela b'chtesh yasku b'ahem b'Torah. The purpose of the Shabbat is so we can learn Torah. Why? Because that connects us. During the rest of the days of the week, we drift. We drift and we go away. Now what does Shabbat do? Lech v'hodi'am. Go tell them that through Shabbat v'hodi'am, you're able to make a yidi'ah, you're able to make a chibur, you're able to make a connection, which means on Shabbat there's a leman yid'u dorotechem. The Shabbat is a leman yid'u. The man that they should know. The man yid'u is in order they should be able a, a, a way to reattach themselves to make the chibur between us and a kadosh baruch hu. Adkan baruch hu. Amen. 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 Amen.